welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where six mates unpack three topics over a new drink each week. Fuck it, just go with that, we'll fix it if it's... Hey everyone, and welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast. Our goal for this podcast is to help simplify deep topics through conversations about the journey of life and business. My name is Jacob Moffat, and I'll be hosting the episode today. And on this podcast, I am joined by... Matt Hannum from Visible, a digital marketing and social media agency focusing on amplifying businesses online. Michael Duncan from MetaCreative, a digital marketing agency specializing in branding and web design. And of course, Conrad Francis (laughs) from Inspired Money, a financial services company in Perth aiming to make quality financial advice accessible to all Australians. And how did I almost forget ConradFrancis.com, which he definitely didn't pay me to mention. (laughs) <laughs> Apologies from Justin and Trav today who are on the road and Justin is celebrating another big year with his team oh, cool. um, having the Christmas party. Also, apologies to my pop filter for spitting all that beer. <laughs> jumped in front of you. But, uh, hi. Don't mention the drink. Yeah, when you, when you put it like that, though, right, we've got these two digital agencies sitting here side by side collaborating. It's actually quite cool. That's true. We bring the world together in this podcast. <laughs> mortal, yeah. mortal enemies have come together. <laughs> <laughs> what do we? No, no, no. Today we want to talk about leadership. We've covered leadership before a few times on the podcast. Um, so why are we doing it today? No, I'm only joking. <laughs> it's a big topic. You can't cover it in 45 minutes, unfortunately. It is a big topic. I want to talk specifically about the dichotomies of leadership. A recent book I listened to by Jocko Willink and his teammate Leif Babin talks about um, a series of dichotomies of leadership, so kind of opposing ends of a scale that you kind of got to try and balance. I'll quickly read through the the 12 that are listed in um, this article that we've kind of referenced this week, and then we can kind of debate the merits of the different balances, how to strike that balance in a day-to-day in a kind of a long-term basis um, and potentially debate whether whether you do need to find some of these balances or whether you can be more or less one or the other. First one is a leader must lead but also be ready to follow. Second one, a leader must be aggressive but not overbearing. A leader must be calm but not robotic. A leader must be confident but never cocky. A leader must be brave but not foolhardy. A leader must have a competitive spirit, but also be a gracious loser. A leader must be attentive to details, but not obsessed with them. A leader must be strong, but likewise have endurance, not only physically, but mentally. A leader must be humble, but not passive, quiet, but not silent. A leader must be close with subordinates, but not too close. A leader must exercise extreme ownership, but simultaneously, that leader must employ decentralized command. I love that one. <laughs> that makes me horny. <laughs> Gives you a semi. And 12, a leader has nothing to lose, to prove, but everything to prove. So, the so podcast over. This is, this is, this is, this is a great, this is a great topic. I love this shit. Great topic. So the first one I want to start with is a leader must be aggressive, but not overbearing. I know myself that's one thing I've struggled with a lot I'm a relatively sort of passive person fairly quiet being an aggressive kind of leader is something I've not yet really grown into Um, but because of that I tend to sometimes get kind of walked over myself and 
struggle to kind of position myself as the leader. So yeah, that's number two though. We didn't we went right past number one. That's cool. We don't have to do this in order. Okay. Um, it's an interesting one, that one, because he's not really saying, he's not doing a full dichotomy of aggressive and the opposite spectrum. He's saying you've got to be aggressive, but not overbearing. So the aggression's still there. Yeah. So he's I, not, I like the word assertive, like where, we're, yeah. where he uses aggressive. I, I, I do like the words, but I prefer to use assertive when it, where yeah, he aggressive, uses aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And I think that comes from having confidence in yourself as a leader like that. And that's something I've... I'm slowly developing, but especially in the early stages, I didn't have that self-confidence yet. And therefore I found it hard to be assertive and to really kind of go, no, this is the way we're doing things or no, this has been done this way for a reason. And I've kind of just, I guess, crumbled a little bit and just kind of gone, oh, okay, we'll do it that way. Or, or well, well, interesting, you use the word, I'm slowly developing, right? Because given what you put into our chat group about your next 12 months, what you're hoping to achieve, do you believe you've got time to create what it is you're trying to create, to acknowledge the word slow. No, um, I have time, but not not enough. To, I don't think slow is right. I think I've I've got to develop that quicker yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. What about the aggressive side? Because you say to struggle with that. Do you think you are in a position to push? into next year with a more aggressive attitude or what's assertive. assertive assertive attitude yeah I'm becoming much more okay with knowing that that's nece- not necessarily me I'm not a default aggressive sort of person but I can ass- kind of put that out in when it's necessarily kind of like and it comes with backing what you're saying if you're having a conversation with a with a child a teammate a kind of a, a person that you coach if you have confidence and you back what you're saying that's when you can be more assertive because you're not hesitating you're not um, unsure about what you're delivering whereas I think in the past I've not had that full confidence and sort of questioning you it's really hard to be guessing yourself it's really hard to be aggressive when you're self-doubting as well Mm. so but self-doubt I've dealt with self-doubt a lot this week Um, personally or just uh, amongst people around you or um, well, self-doubt, self-doubt is personal. I mean, it's created by the situation that you, you find yourself in. Um, and I and I wrote about it and journaled on it this morning, um, strangely enough. But if, if you're not in a space of self-doubt, you're not going hard enough. You're too comfortable, right? So, so self-doubt's an important element. You have to embrace it. And self-doubt is connected to self-worth, connected to love, all of that shit, right? So like I've said to everybody, and it's happened again this week, when, when you're reflecting on yourself and you are doubting things on where you're at, do the work on self-love, reconnect with yourself and believe in yourself, and the world provides everything else. Do the work that you need to be doing. I posted this week as well um, something. You post somewhat. every fucking day, mate. What are you talking about? Yeah, but well, it's true. <laughs> but uh, so do you. <laughs> but I posted uh, if you're not feeling or you don't feel overwhelmed at any stage, then you're not necessarily growing. And no. I, I, that that's different, but along the same line. And I, a couple of people quizzed me back in response, saying, "Oh, like you shouldn't always be in overwhelm." And I, I agree, I didn't. But if you're not getting yourself to a point of overwhelm whether that's too much work on you know it's pushing you past a barrier then yeah you're not you're not doing enough and I think it's probably been asked of you in the past certainly in some of the stuff you've shared with us you know what is that one thing that's going to stop you from from going forward um, 
next year, Jacob, and I think you, you pretty much know that answer. And yeah. the, it, the answer also lies in what you've just said. That, that oh, 100%. Slow. The answer lies in these 12. It's actually, you know, and I don't know whether you brought this to the, to the table because for that reason, but when I, when I go back to reading what you wrote, knowing you, knowing your business, knowing what you're trying to achieve, if you can't envelop those 12 characteristics... I can't, you know, and I, and I say you don't have to be perfect in them, but if you can't acknowledge the work on them on a day-to-day basis, um, you won't get what you need to get to because you have got a great business, right, in a great sector yep. with, with a great different a different value prop, Yeah. all right? Drive it. Yeah. Well, the, the challenge is in, like, for me, just overarchingly, overarchingly looking at this, this list, the challenge is in the decision-making. So obviously you've got there all these opposing forces and at the right time or the wrong time, you need to decide the other way. And I think that's where the but, challenge but just, lies but just, in, but just in the certainty. Yeah, but just on that, before you take that further, right, yeah. the, 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 the line of getting to a decision mm. comes from an emotion, mm. an emotional trigger. Emotions lead to decisions, decisions lead to action. So if we're going to stop a decision, we've got to take it back to what is the emotional trigger? Otherwise, we, we're in mid-stance and we're discounting. And does that emotion sometimes stop the process moving forward? Because you, 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 you haven't you haven't dealt, dealt with, with it. the emotion. Yeah, exactly so, right. Yeah. So what's the emo- what is the emotion that's triggering the decision that's mm. leading to the action? Well, that was that uh, podcast I listened to during the week and you asked me what I got from it. It, yep. was, it was about when you feel the pain, what is the belief that you're feeling at that time? What's the emotion that's coming up? Then you can understand it, deal with it, move forward. So being very self-aware... Does that make sense, Matt? Sorry, I, did, yeah, yeah, I, I wanted yeah. to just pull you because I think if you take it one step backwards, then you're really getting to a point where you can look to change and have real, real, reasonable expectation that the change you're taking is in the right direction, the decision making in the right direction. Because mm. if you don't come back to the emotional trigger, I think everything else is superficial. Yeah, yeah. And I like where you were leading that one there, Matt. Is that in the micro moments, you can kind of push both ends of the spectrum. In some moments, you may need to be very assertive. In other moments, you might need to kind of deliver a little bit of empathy and kind of like be okay with kind of being a bit softer in that moment. But however, that's what he says here, doesn't he? However, in the... Yeah, that, that'll probably come further down as well. However, in the macro, you've kind of got to be okay with finding that balance. Like if you're only ever assertive people will kind of start to, I guess, fear you or they may not, they might see you as someone who's just always pushing. If you're kind of not assertive enough, then people will walk over you. And we know that as as parents, as coaches, as leaders, that it happens a lot. You've got to kind of tread that line between being assertive and delivering your message, but not pushing it so hard that they kind of fight back against it. Well, and I think the word you used there was empathy, right? I think everything has to have an element of empathy in it. Otherwise, then you are just a dictator yeah. without, without any real emotional attachment to things. Yeah. It's having that, I understand what you've said, and this is the way we're going to do it because, not just this is the way we're doing it. And I think what you said before is you have to back that up with uh, you know, your reasoning for it. 
you say, we need to do it this way, and they go, okay, and why? And you go, we just need to do it this way. It's like, that's not going to be good <laughs> yeah, enough. Because I said so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've done yeah. that before. <laughs> yeah. oh, you've definitely done that before. <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is a time and a place, guys, right? I mean, if someone's standing in front of a bus, you have to take action, right? Yes. yes. Right? So if they fail to do the work, the people that you're leading, if they fail to do the work, if they become complacent, then you have to then get firmer. Or you've got the wrong people to lead. Or, the, or there's not a consistent knowledge of the goal and what's trying to be achieved. Yeah. And if you roll Which back... Which is why visions the, are important. Yeah, but if you roll back to the first <laughs> one, you know, leader must lead but also be ready to follow. Like, they have, that, that is a conscious decision, decision made at the time by someone who, I guess, has A, decided to step in front of, of the leader because they believe that at that particular time, their particular action is the best thing for the goal. And for the leader to acknowledge that take a passive role in that sense and allow some of the responsibility to be taken by someone else, just as an example. But if you don't know what you're trying to achieve, you're, you're going to be second-guessing that at all times because you have no clue if someone stepped out in the right or wrong direction. The the, the the interesting part there, I used this analogy in my office recently about the Tour de France and the Peloton, you know, the, the big riding group at the front. And one of my guys there uh, is an avid rider. <clears throat> and... You know, Shane, one of my one of my business partner, he's 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 a he's a leader, uh, and he'll lead through action. Um, he's a very actions orientated, leader, not a words orientated leader. And I said to Paul, I said, you know, it's you know, you guys can see what Shane's doing, but it, you know, Paul, you 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 watch Tour de France, you go out riding on the weekends. I said, any chance of you giving them a break? You know, he's he's out there leading the pack. And I said, what happens to the leaders of of those packs if you don't get relief? And I said, and how much relief do they need? And he goes, oh, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes sometimes. I said, so you don't need a lot of relief. But but then again, you've got to play that part as, as that leader and know that, well, that's what Paul's doing. He's just giving me some relief. I'll go back and get refueled up and restocked up and then I'll take it over again. Well, that's a great analogy because... God, the, it's fucking the, fantastic, man. Well, the, well, <laughs> if, you had, if you had the depth of knowledge in the sport, maybe. That's the best, <laughs> best analogy ever well, on Simple he, Minds he Podcast. Place, but, you know, the, the, winners, the winners of that race are not ever basically leading that pack Peloton, no, hardly ever. within their team but they're well, important. unless they need to. Yeah. Unless a situation arises mm. and they have to push out in front for whatever reason that is. But typically their team or their group of, you know, their riders, there is people out sacrificing, you know, their energy on those the longer days and they're just pulling along the guy who they're looking to, they're to, to win. Domestiques. The, uh, <laughs> the other members of the team that are... Tr- Oh, no. <laughs> I've been watch, I have been watching the Tour de France for about 10 years, mate. Um, and that's the first time I've heard it ever, ever called that. Can we yeah. consult Google on this one? <laughs> Domestics. Okay. I did not know that either. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Okay, is it correct? <laughs> I need to give myself one. <laughs> that's when, we quickly go down to number nine here, but that's when the leader has to be a bit humble and know when he does need to refuel as well, not push back on... And I think that's what you're saying, Connor. It is he has to be very self-aware of he does need to step back. He can feel somebody coming through to take pressure off. So hum- well, yeah, hum- understand what's going on. Yeah. Don't be. Don't feel threatened. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that's a big. And thing. That's the ego coming in the way. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, that's because you think you step. You're on top of the tree for a reason. Well, you're not. You're there because people want to follow you for sure. But that doesn't mean they have to always follow you. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't want to always be the leader. Yeah, because that that I believe is a, is, a, is problematic in itself, yeah. and you, that, that shows less about more about you than it does about anybody else. Yeah. So your your job is to drive the momentum. Yeah. In a direction, in a yeah. direction, and then be able to step yeah. back. Yeah, and, and I talk about 
uh, putting the guardrails up and, and keeping people in check. You know, you know I needed like, that doing bowling the other night, by the way. I oh, so did I, by the way. But that's the thing. Like a leader sometimes isn't out the front anymore. They're at the back pushing people along or they're outside keeping people in check. Right. So the, 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 the term leader has evolved um, over the years. And, and it's really interesting because and we talked about you know, before this started about this this business transaction that we've got going on at the moment and, you know, watching the dynamics, you know, management versus leadership was really, really interesting. Um, and, you know, where are you leading your people to? Or are you just managing a situation? Yeah, they say that good leaders don't create more followers, they grow more leaders. Yeah, 100%. And it's about empowering. That's the big, the big concept about decentralized command. Yeah, in, that's why I said that's sexy. That, um, John that talks about... Work more. It's because he, Jocko comes from the Navy SEALs. They're very, the military command is very hierarchical. They've got um, rank and order, and that is a very clear structure. However, for him, he's got to try and grow leaders that can um, transcend that and kind of go, in what, in what situations do the juniors become leaders and kind of... In tough situations. In tough when, situations, when especially. But, but the truth is, right, they, they, everyone's leading. Everyone's leading. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and when the more you can empower people in their positions within your organisations and your teams, that even if they're the fucking janitor or the cleaner, they're still leading because they have responsibilities, right? And without them, what happens the next chain up? So in a microcosm way, you know, I, I always challenge my guys to understand that they are all seen as leaders. You know, because if you don't, this whole you know theory of of uh, extreme ownership and decentralized command, too much responsibility sits on your shoulders. Too much risk sits on your shoulders. Mm. Yeah, even if you don't have anyone beneath you, you don't have traditional subordinates. You can still be a leader. You can lead without title. Um, They're the greatest. Yeah, 100% because there's no expectation that you lead and therefore you do it naturally when you feel compelled to, not when you feel, um, I guess, responsible and and that you need to. Mm -hmm. And we've all done it. We've all sat back. Michael's now got uh, got Victor working for him, so I'm guessing it's happening. Victor, I am the leader. (laughs) (laughs) But when somebody within your... Within your um, within your teams, start to t- start to take over. I mean, I actually sit back at times. I've got an open open office place, and when I start hearing the conversations and seeing some of the younger guys and girls start taking the lead and telling the advisors how to do things and why things should happen a certain way, it kind of it kind of excites me. Yeah, you feel proud that like you've created a culture and. and uh, an environment where they can step up and they feel confident to lead and um, it's all about, isn't it? Fostering, yeah, fostering, fostering that, and, yeah. and, and even if what they come to you and say isn't right, the fact that they can still do that and feel comfortable to do that is fantastic. And that's because they might get it wrong seventy percent of the time, but you'd rather them question and challenge and think and talk than sit there like a bunch of mutes waiting for the next piece of work to hit their desks. Yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. Hmm. So, look, they both talk about cleaning rooms. <laughs> you want to go there? I'm going right there. <laughs> my, you know, I'd say... Um, my, let's get no, back. No, no, let's go back. No, no, I'd say, you know, Jocko to you, Jacob, is kind of like what um, Peterson is to <laughs> is to Mike. There's a, there's a very special, very special bond. Uh, well, from your side anyway. 
And Jordan Peterson has actually been on the Jocko Willing podcast, so it's worth, no, no, worth no, a listen. But he hasn't spoken to you personally that I know of. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so both relationships are <laughs> one-way streets to the, <laughs> to the extent of my knowledge. Yeah, they are, they are, they are pedestals that are being worshipped. And, and you've raised Jocko a lot of times, and great. I, I don't Look at him, he's a fucking chip off Jocko's bloody Exactly. Block. Why? Army, army reservist. Yeah, okay. Why, Speaks his language. Is that what? A little bit. Or why are you focused on him at the moment? Like, what, what does that translate into your business that's happening right now that you're trying to, to raise and elevate yourself into? The biggest one is that my word for 2018 was discipline. And I see Jocko as, the, as one of the kind of pinnacles of discipline-based leadership um, kind of in, in the current sort of environment. And... The coming from a military background himself and, and for the brief exposure I had as an army reservist, I understand the way that they develop discipline through consistent, deliberate action is the way to grow um, teams and especially the Navy SEALs and any sort of um, elite military group are the best examples because they're not kind of... They're not followers, they're leaders. Mm-hmm. That your traditional army, especially in the US, they're trained to a minimum and they're just taught, follow instructions, do what you're told. Once you kind of transcend that and become a special forces or SEALs or any of those other kind of things, you get to a point where you've learnt enough and that you know the rules well enough. Travis said it well a few weeks back that kind of learn learn the rules and know how to break them. And these guys learn they've got sufficient discipline that they can now go back and start breaking rules um, and for me my word specifically was discipline that's something I've identified is a weakness that I have that's something I want to improve um, whether it be discipline to stay focused on tasks at work whether it be discipline to consistently take action towards my sort of bigger mission and vision for my life um, and therefore, I see him as someone I kind of want to emulate. Not perhaps as strict as he is. However, there's a lot of aspects I can take from his work life, um, his work ethic and his methodologies as well. And I enjoy the way, because I love military history, I love the military life, and therefore, the, the way he breaks down concepts is sharing a story from his experience, relating that to... Um, leadership concept and then showing how it applies in the real world because he has his own um, business leadership consulting business and therefore he breaks it down from kind of interesting story to practical leadership advice into an actual um, application within a business and I find that's a really simple to understand here's a question for you then Ooh. <clears throat> or a long silence <laughs> The pauses are interesting. <laughs> so I've been told. I, I, I can see it in your eyes. You're like, I'm, I'm going to pause here. For effect, I'm going to really, I'm going to drag this I've been one thinking out. about that for 10 minutes. <laughs> no, I wanted to actually speak, but I'm, again, trying to not speak over people. Um, what? Fuck <laughs> off. If, if Jocko was mentoring you, Ooh. what, how would he rate you at a 10 right now? Ooh. And I'm going to use Tim Ferriss's concept of one to one, 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 <laughs> <laughs> He says you're to rate yourself one to ten, but not seven. 
Okay, yeah. Purely because eight is real good. Six is not so good. Seven is like, yeah, in between. Um, I think he would, to his standard, a five. Okay. And so, do, do you think you're, you, well, do you have a desire to move up on that? Yeah, I, I, I think an eight is what I would like to, an eight is what I'd target. I don't think, I like a bit of flexibility and I don't like the really, really disciplined structure of say like a 10 out of 10, like getting up every day at 4.30 and just doing the same thing every day. However, I know there are areas where I can tweak and improve to get a little bit more to make better action or more deliberate action towards outcomes that I want to achieve. Um, and to get, I guess, more performance and more. Right. So, so let's fast forward twelve months. <clears throat> what to, for you to get to that eight? Right off the top of your head, you know, this is whether you've thought about it or not. And what three things you need to do? One is get clearer on what that looks like from a day-to-day, month-to-month basis. What are the habits and actions and Routines that need to be in place for me to consistently say, yep, that's a day, a week, a month, that is an eight, and be clear on what that looks you've like. You've got to go micro on that. Like, what are the things you need to do in... Because you've said that's a nothing answer. That's like, yeah, I need to do this and this and this and this. But what, like, out of that then, if you need to do three things from that, what you just said, to get you there, what would the three habits be? Good. Um, I think consistency in my physical training is a big one. Like you know, that's a big thing that I um, that you guys admire about me that I do no, well. No, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll challenge. I'll call bullshit on that one. All right. I know where you want to be in twelve months' time. All right. I don't believe it's about your physical body. Mm-hmm. You're happy with that. You can get yeah. better. I get that, and you'll do that regardless, right? Let's 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 talk to you being the leader you need to be, to be to, to lead the business to where you need to get to, to give you the life, the fuck that you're chasing. And I'm yep. listening to <clears> you, <throat> man. This is the same journey. Well, same journey we're we're all on. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not at yeah, you. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're on the hot seat without a doubt, right? But fuck, if we're going to play this topic, let's get real. Yeah, I reckon the biggest one I find is for me is procrastination. Is that it's definitely getting better, but I, there's always room for improvement. Is that spending too much time on whether it be watching videos or on Instagram or kind of just mindlessly that kind of scrolling? Easy tasks. Yeah, that's it. Scrolling through my feed. So if you had that time back, what would you do with it? I would. At the moment. I would be much more efficient with my time in the business so I can then be more okay with spending the time away from the business as well. All right, so that's one. So get more time back, less procrastination. Yeah, because at the moment, if I I don't do a lot during the day and I drag it out, then I kind of go home feeling I haven't achieved or I haven't succeeded and therefore my time at home with the family is distracted because I'm like, oh, there's all these things I should have done today. So I'm, Mm. I'm not having, I'm not, immersed in and I'm not focused in either of those the thing is with that sort of thing you just you can't beat yourself up too much it's happened like you haven't done something I wouldn't sit and and wallow in the evening about it 
just be fucking honest with yourself and say not good enough and tomorrow well, that's what Jocko would do and wouldn't tomorrow he? would do it like, yeah. yeah okay because that's where he's coming from he, he's experienced those life and death moments he knows what something like procrastination he, in execution. he procrastinates all these guys have they're all human, if, human as well yeah. without a doubt but yeah. would he procrastinate if it was going to cost him a life yeah exactly yeah we no. know it probably well, he wouldn't no right and so this is what I'm saying he's mentoring you right yeah. So what does that need to look like? Put a number on it and fucking just go there now. Yeah. I think doing the things that are going to take me closer to that vision and that goal rather than doing the things that are easy. But you've got to be really um, specifically clear, clear yeah. on what so, these so we, are. So we've talked about yeah. procrastination. So when, when we talk about uh, removing procrastination, what, what I'd like to see, and you can share it or not, I don't care, but... What does that mean by a time basis on a per day basis that you're giving back to your business and what are you going to get back out of for, for that? Yeah. So right. coming, coming back to your point earlier, like I don't have the answer to this, but my level of awareness around when I'm procrastinating and particularly when I'm active procrastinating, doing some task which is not the highest and best use at the time, yeah. it's emotion-based. So what emotion is pushing you at the time to flip open Instagram. <laughs> this is this is a big topic, man. I know it is. But yeah. I'm going to open that one right now. Yeah, but like, seriously? No, but you, like, because I, well, I feel like that, that's what stops, slows me down. It's, of course it is. And so it's emotion that actually drives that procrastination, which becomes a circular mm. story into itself, which slows you down more, despite being, look, we're all, we're all high performing as an, as an average in this room. Typically, so in many aspects of our life, not necessarily everywhere, but we generally are performing high. But it's not what what I've discovered myself is it's not writing those three things down and then just achieving that just by writing them down. It's not how it happens. No, it's not. I mean, but but it's got to start somewhere, right? But so if you put those things down, then you're exactly right. The questioning then becomes, well, why are you procrastinating right now? What's the yeah. belief pattern? Like, what's well, in, that, that in that's where the, that's where the elite get to, right? Because they pull the fucking weed. Otherwise, it's just going to grow back. Yeah. And I think the last two weeks, I've actually been in a lot better place where... Um, what would Jocko say? I reckon he'd be... Yeah, he'd... Give me a, <laughs> I reckon I'd get a pat in the back. That the, the last so two you're week, an eight? The last two weeks have been an eight. Yeah. Okay. However... The year average has probably been more like a five six. So. Okay, so so are you prepared to pull that, uh, extrapolate that behaviour for twelve months? Yeah, now that I've seen it and experienced it, I think it's definitely because once you, there's always a fear. Of what's that going to look like? What's yeah. it going to feel like? However, now that I've done it and I've put in the hours, I've freed up some time for family. I've, I've struck a better balance. I've de- delivered on the marketing that I need to. Well, that's not leadership though. Leadership, that's is, just not, doing what you lead, leadership do. is not believing because you've seen and experienced. Right? Leadership is actually believing before you experience. It's that faith conversation again. All right? Anyone can believe after you've seen something. Anyone. All right? The yeah. leader is the person that sees it, does it, then believes. Yep. Because the action drives the inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I actually had this conversation in my office yesterday with Shane talking about um, a Bible story where, and if you guys can indulge me for a second, um, 
you know, as, as the Christians and Catholics talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ just after Easter and he reappeared to his disciples, I think about 11 days later, um, and Thomas wasn't in the room. Disciple Thomas was, wasn't in the room. Um, so he reappeared again when Thomas was in the room. And the, and the saying goes, happy are those that believe but not have not yet. Sorry, happy are those that have seen and yet believe. Happier, happier are those that have not seen but yet believe. The yep. phrase doubting Thomas came from that, that, from that piece. All right. Yep. So leadership is doing in the belief or the faith that it will achieve, not yep. knowing that it will achieve. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing I've struggled with. Like a lot of, a lot of tasks in your day to day, like work life or like for me, fitness is very easy. It's, I know if I do the sets, do the reps, I'm going to get better. It's very linear. It's very clear. In something like marketing, which is very new to me, you can put out ads, you can put out content. You'd never quite know how people are going to relate to it, how they're going to engage with it, how are they going to, what sort of um, click rate are you going to get, all these things. Like As I get more expertise in it, I'll learn. That's because you doubt yourself doing it, whereas you should, you should be, Yeah, it's still a linear thing. To do that Facebook campaign, you do boom, 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 and boom. Like yeah. there's kind of no excuse. I mean, I'm I'm with you, man, on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm very similar in. Yeah, and I'm dealing with it now with Victor on board and whatever. And but I've got a really good self awareness of when I'm procrastinating, as you said. You know. Mm. But, but you can do I, the reps there too. Like yeah. face, face, Facebook's the same thing. It's re- just, it's just keep going. Yeah. yeah, it's just the reps. Yeah. It's just look. You have to spend money or whatever, but it's still just a series of doing the reps. It's just a lot of things that it's cadence in a lot of ways. So yep. um, what becomes interesting in, um, I think I read a, oh, it's not something I read. I think it was someone I heard speak at some point, but I can't quite relay the full story, but they were talking about, they had a business and it had some sort of annual publication and his mentor had said to him that the biggest problem you've got is you can only, only iterate annually. So you can only do one rep a year which yeah. means it's going to take you 20 years to get even close to good at it Wow! because you can't continually practice and repeat and get better every single time. Find something you can do quicker and faster and he switched to some sort of like daily publication. Yeah. Um, changed his entire business model to allow him to improve every day instead of have that. And that, that concept is interesting in that space and that's where marketing's the same. It, it's very much the same. It's yeah. still a rep. And a big thing for me is also that perfectionist piece so number seven he talks about a leader must have attention to detail but not be obsessed with them and i can be a very obsessive attention to detail person and to a degree where that i procrastinate on it not being perfect with so i'll look with in my training it's not a, not nearly as big a problem i just kind of put it out there because i to a degree it's just a training journal for me i'm not really too fast about what people think of it Whereas when you put out your content, no, come on, you, yeah. yeah. But to you someone are, you else, are that's what people massive. think about. You're putting out there. You want them to watch it, right? You do. You, you got to be concerned. Yeah, that I, I'm in that. I have this balance where I get a good camera angle. I, I show my best reps. I put out a bit of a spiel, but I deliver it consistently. I'm delivering all my training. I can't do what you do, but I love watching you do it. Because your yeah. body's working in a way the body's meant to work. Mine doesn't work like that. Yeah. And I have the equivalent um, admiration of the way you work in your business, taking action. And that's what I would like to get to a point is that I see some of you guys, Conrad, yourself especially, of just you know what you want and you go and get it. 
Yeah, but that's that's a lot of years of failing too, right? <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of years of failing. I think the perfection thing's getting you, man. You can never get to the perfect, so can we, perfect yeah. spot. Can we get back to what, what number two would be for you then? Because I want three things out of you. <laughs> I really do. Because if this is your if this is the guy you're living and breathing at the moment, okay, yep. before the year ends, let's let's solidify another two things that you, you should take. You should write him a letter tomorrow. In twelve months, this. Okay, so number two, I think would be that perfectionist piece is that I just I have in my mind this idea of what something's going to look like and I don't deliver it until I perceive it to be good enough I don't think you do have in your mind what it's what the perfect outcome is I think you're using the perfection language to stop you fuck I love this podcast guys I'm loving this this, this is fucking yeah. great right I'm going to have to take my pants off <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was great yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, the last 15 minutes will be Conrad by himself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're going to hear, but... It won't, it won't take 15 minutes. <laughs> Heavy breathing. <laughs> but this afternoon, like before this podcast, I knew I had to leave at a certain time. I knew I had to deliver... Like every week we put out a new training tip via Messenger to our audience. I like see we're seeing it in action. Like you've been perfectionist in your you pre- are seeing it. <laughs> in, in your preparation for the podcast. I mean, you literally you printed out the twelve things for all of us. You wrote down your whole spiel. So you got to your maybe what you thought was a perfect place. Yeah. Did that work for you? Yes. That where when I'm a when I get to a point, I go. This is good enough. Let's deliver it. Good enough. Good enough. Not perfect. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's what I need to remind myself. And often. When I think, oh, this could be better, I could. Be, I don't think you're. I know you're right. It's not the perfectionist piece as much as that fear of what are people going to think, that fear of what's life going to look like when I achieve this. What What happens when I do become a fitness expert and people go to like expert? Right, you, you are. Yeah, it's like what? What? What, <laughs> what planet are we on here? <laughs> Publicly. What's the biggest piece you of? Are what's there, the man. Hardest, what are you talking about? What's the hardest piece of work you've done this week? towards this what 12 months looks like from now because I know there's like to me and what I know about business and yours and where you're at there's probably 7 to 10 things which are going to throw you out on a limb to force you to have nowhere near enough time to prepare for this podcast properly that's where you want to be what have you done this week (laughs) down that you know that made you feel like that what have you done for Matt lately (laughs) (laughs) But that's where I was going to sing there. That, 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 that is the only time because I, I, I do things very much the same. I think we all do, right? I would love to walk in every time into this podcast perfectly prepared. Never, yeah. not never happens. But the more I say, you, you aren't. <laughs> the I the more cheated. often, or when I'm working towards a big goal and I've bitten off some serious action towards it, like signing another lease yep. that starts in three to four months. And that, look what happened the first time you, you got going. Rapid action because you were forced to. So what yep. what are you doing or have you done to to start to take some radical action? Because look, inherently, or, or certainly I am, I'm, I'm lazy, but not if I um, put myself under the hammer to achieve something because I've committed to some date for something or no, not just committed, something where I'm gonna hurt if it doesn't get achieved. Like I'm gonna hurt financially or I'm gonna hurt in other ways if I don't start taking massive action towards something. Yeah, and what I've noticed in this last couple of weeks is that one of my main, my like 
essentially my second in command. Ben is my kind of closest teammate at the business. Um, he's been away for the last two weeks on his honeymoon, which is awesome. Um, and it's let me step up into kind of having, like doing a little bit more. But it's also that expectation is when he gets back, I want things to be better. I don't want some of the challenges we faced. Um, but that's, that's not going to get you towards that goal. And that's really interesting language. That's you just perfectionism. Said Ben's not here, but then you've had to step up. You have to do more work. But that's not going to... Your goal is not about you delivering a better product right now at all, to the extent that I understand. I think you're delivering a good product. Yeah, it's not making Even a product. great product. Actually, do you ever practice gratitude? Are you, are you actively grateful for what you have man you've created one of the most progressive gyms in the whole of fucking WA if not Australia exactly if not Australia I mean, you, yeah. you've got your touch Dan you're, you're, you're fucking kicking things all the time do you ever practice gratitude no that, and, and let me tell you why you don't feel that way right because somewhere, somewhere along the line it's, it's not stacking up with tons of fucking cash in the corner of a room for you mm. that's it Jacob yeah and That's what it. you want this year is technically tons of cash in the corner. So perfecting a little bit better an amazing product and service and gym and location and community that you've already got is not going to achieve that. The expansion, other things, other product lines, that is what's going to move you towards the feeling because yeah, what you're chasing is We, we the can result. fix the money thing, right? That, that, the, the, getting you more money, and I'll, I'll tell you, say this on fucking, getting anyone more money is the easiest fucking thing on the planet. And it's easy, right? Can you help me now? <laughs> Conrad's lead magnet is located at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in, my, in my life, I have found getting money is easy, okay? The problem is the person trying to get the money. True, yeah. true story, true yeah. story, all right? Fix the person, the money sources that you've got the ability to attract from, because you are connecting with them and you're adding value to them and you're delivering a great service and quality to them, they'll pay you. But you've got to be all of these. Yeah. Eights or above. You've got to be those. Because if you're not those, then you're not going to have the tools at your disposal to extract the gold. Yeah. And I think like gratitude would probably be the... The third piece is just, I'm never, I never take that stock and take that moment to go, like, smell the roses. Yeah, this is what I've achieved. Fuck, man. Pat yourself on the back, and then it's just constantly not good enough. I can't tell you about how many fucking people I've listened to on a daily basis that have achieved amazing things that will rank gratitude. Fuck, if it's not in the top two, it's in the top three. I'm very grateful for this conversation. Um, also, because I'm, I'm actually, you know, not attacking you, but I'm, I'm quizzing you at the moment. But a lot of this is still you know, very relevant to me, and in what yeah. in, in, in yeah. activities, decisions, things that I'm, I'm doing myself. We're projecting onto you. I definitely, yeah. definitely projecting. It resonates with a lot. No, 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 I'm, no, tra- I'm transcending. This. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give you a lot of accountability here. Yeah. All right, because fuck, we can consume content like any other fucking muppet that can press a button on a phone. Yeah. All right, and there's plenty of them listening to this. 
<laughs> he didn't mean that. <laughs> no, true story, right? We can sit there and consume content like you. I'm like, fuck, what we, how great a world do we live in that we can watch whatever the fuck we want to watch, whenever we want to watch, and wherever we are? That in itself is something to be unbelievably grateful fuck. for. Fuck. It and did not there. exist in No, when I fucking ago. had to jump on two buses to get to the Perk Library to read a newspaper. <laughs> true story, man. <laughs> True story. <laughs> didn't the corner shop have <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you guys own a deli? <laughs> it was an international paper. <laughs> I was going to say. You see how I started to look at you guys? Was it The Sun from the UK? <laughs> Page three, that's what you're after. It was The Wall Street Journal, Michael. Okay. <laughs> um, but do you see what I'm saying? You guys have got it so easy. Yeah. <laughs> Just so easy. But fucking hard. At the same time, the, you know, yeah, you're right. The, but the hard work is internal, and that's it, man. The pain that you've got to go through. We have choice. We have we have a lot of. We so, have this, all the so this is all why choice. you need to choose wisely. Where you're spending your time. What are you consuming? Who? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Yeah, and being proactive rather than reactive is something I've been getting better at. These last two weeks, I've been delivering ads, putting out content, but. I'm the first to say I've been delivering a lot of stuff on our kids' program, which I know I'm comfortable marketing. I find it a lot easier. You've I, got no room in your kids' program anymore. Am I, am I right? Yeah, it's full. It's pretty much full. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's what you're focusing on. Yeah. Jacob! Yeah. <laughs> I know. So you're making a loss right now because you're spending money on something you can't put any more revenue in. Perfection. This is that's what you yeah. so you probably might have eighty or ninety percent capacity, right? I mean, you know, like the net loss, right? Pretty because much, if you're yeah. spending time and money on that right now, you're already maxed out. Yeah. So you like, can't make any more money from it. You're chasing ten percent. Like it I do need to put the stuff out to fill it, but that's it's there and it's delivered now. The thing that scares me the most and that I'm that I'm not doing is Growing and marketing our adult program, which is our face it, we've got to yeah. face it. That's what we're doing with the it's website our, just now. Yeah, yeah. we've got it's to our, get that shit out. Fucking, it's not perfection. It's yeah, yeah. because yeah. the truth is, your kids' program will continue to thrive. Yeah, right. There's it's, momentum there. It's the best program in probably one hundred percent. I can't, I can't even get the people that I'm talking to their kids in there. How much right. money have you got to invest in this? Okay, the re refrain Yeah, that's a bit I think personal. we need, no, no, as in, I think, we, I think there's a, and whether you want to go there and why this is, there's a, there's a busy bee, there's a little um, construction day that we might need to uh, hey, like do this. together as a team with a few bits of materials, maybe a grand or two, and take it, the facilities to another level to allow more adults to get in there and get out of there and do what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be open to that. I don't mind. I can hang. I can hang with people with power tools. <laughs> you, can fixed, you, can, you can run drinks. That, that chair is still sitting on the floor over there, Conrad. <laughs> no, but like, no, no, no. Sorry, but that, that's one aspect, right? But it's one thing that is a clear needs leadership issue that needs some yeah. leadership around. It can be achieved, and it's easy to run the the resource excuse, but I'm sure is highly achievable within 30 days with a little bit of help, a little bit of cash, a little bit of whatever, to achieve an outcome. Um, currently, for those listening, um, Jacob's ablution facilities are not quite to the level that um, would be expected of the average ablution. gym. But however- um, don't have people, showers. Don't have showers. 
I thought a blue shoe was a toilet. Yeah, well, Can be. I wasn't sure whether there was a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go around the building. Don't go around the back of the building. <laughs> so I mean, but, but like this, and it is leadership in the sense. And I'm like, it's an easy thing. It's gone for so leadership. long now, right? But look, if you're worried about the adult program, I mean, it's a, it's an important. It's an important thing. I mean, the fact that your gym actually has the member base and the community oh, it has yeah. not having a little bit something. Gratitude. This is turned into a workshop. Yeah. I think being like, uh, it feels wrong to ask for help as well. Oh, like, oh here we go. I'm not, not specifically from you guys, but like I could put a post in our members group and say, we really want to build showers. Do you guys know... What the a, fuck a do you pl- think a community does, yeah, mate? A plumber, do that? an electrician. Can you a- do that right after this? Oh, what do you think a community yeah. does, mate? That is that is the epitome of a community. And you yeah. have one of the, the best fitness communities in Perth. Yeah, because what we leadership we don't have the resource of money at the moment. This However, is not a money. This is not a money solution. We could, we could offer people membership. We could offer them training. We could provide value in another way. Mate, hey, just let people help you. Just let people help you. Without yeah, expectations. Just do a busy beat. Without expectation. Like, not just us, everybody, the community, yeah. everybody. We can build it. Put it yeah. out there. Like this is the thing. I'm I'm saying to you, you don't need to exchange anything. Just ask for help. I did it last night, mate, I just told you. Humility. A leader must be humble but not passive. Quiet but not silent. Come on, man. Yeah, let's, no, let's step up. I've been silent. You've got the solutions all at your fucking fingertips. You have. Yeah. Long pause. <laughs> 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 Another one I've, I've made a note on here is sort of confident but not cocky. And I guess that comes to the ego as well. It's like, to what degree... And that's something you probably see on the sport field, especially is people that are can celebrate victory and like own their their power and their ability, but not. And for me, cockiness and ego comes from talking bigger than you can act, whereas acting bigger than your talk, it's kind of the opposite. It's that humility piece. Confidence is an internal thing. Like cock- very fine cock- cockiness is yeah. an external thing. Wanting, wanting people to see how good you're doing. Yeah. Uh, this is the gratitude piece again. You've got to be confident in yourself that you've already created something great. Yeah. And one thing I struggle with a little bit in the business is that I'm very much a generalist, not a specialist. I'm a little bit good but at you're strength. meant to be. Yeah. You're the leader. But you're an ec- like an expert in financial advice and everything in finance. Yes. <laughs> Am I? I fail maths, brother. Yeah. I not, fail maths. He's not qualified. No, I'm not qualified. As in, you don't carry a current ticket, right? I don't carry a, cu- a current qualification that allows me to give financial advice, no. Yep. Inspired money. <laughs> money share price just went down. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I've decentralised command. I have decentralised command. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leadership's an EQ thing, yeah. So it's about well, em- to, yeah. emotional intelligence. Um, I can talk about money like anybody else because I know the fundamentals of it without a doubt. I can talk about money better than most people that are qualified. Because I share my stories of how I use money the wrong way and how money's attached to the psyche of a human being. Most advisors can't even go there with you. Yeah. 
And I think just comparing yourself to others is something I struggle with a little bit. Is that I'm within my business, I'm the head strength and conditioning coach. However, that's just a piece of our puzzle, and it's something I've put probably 20 to 30 percent of my time into. So I compare myself to people who were the world's best or even Perth's best strength and conditioning coaches. And I can't necessarily speak their language because I haven't gone as deep as they have. So when I put... There's already the language there. You you haven't gone as deep as they have already. So you're already putting yourself... Fuck them, mate. They don't have your community. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You can't can't compare yourself to them, right? Because there are no two Jacob Moffats in the world. That's true. There are no two. Well, several on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> None like you, though, Jake. That's you true. Know, even in identical twins, I had lunch with uh, one of my old employees who had twins a couple of years ago, and uh, the two girls that she had, um, they are so different. Identical yeah. twins. You know, the DNA is ident- you know, identical, but the way they respond is so different. And I said, you know what? The soul chooses the body. Yeah. The body chooses to shower. I listened to Jocko this week, I think yesterday, I listened to one of his leadership podcasts where he was talking about the Band of Brothers, um, the, I don't know if you've ever seen the HBO series, Band yeah, of Brothers, I remember. and the commander of that, the main guy from that thing, he was reading his book, um, and Jocko his book, was going through book. his book, not his book, <laughs> didn't read his book, that's his book, um, and Jocko said the the first thing this guy said about leadership was number one is honesty and Jocko didn't have that in any of his stuff and Jocko was like yeah. shit that's I'm going to focus on that now because yeah. I don't believe in that honesty <laughs> <laughs> Mate, if, you, if you're you, a leader you've got to achieve an outcome does everyone need to necessarily know what's going on at all no, not, saying no, not saying know what's going if on if you but, don't need their help no yeah but you're not, you need their help if you need the help then they do but you're not lying to them yeah, you shouldn't be lying to them. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this yeah, is no, honestly, maybe no. some white lies told every lying then, Mike. Lying by omission. Because oh, sometimes oh. the truth might actually, and, and, and I and I do I do agree with you to a point. The scary so, thing with not being honest is if you're a leader and you've got multiple people below you, you try and control that shit. And yeah, but 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 if you're going to give somebody information that you know they can't chemically deal with. Yeah, that's just going to influence their action and you believe in the wrong way towards the mission. You're not being dishonest, though. You're just withholding something. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. Frame it that way. I do that a lot. (laughs) That's right. I mean, if you you actually told them something completely different that was a fucking lie. No, no. no. But but you know, honesty is a, a powerful thing. Of course mm. it is. <laughs> Religions are based on it, mate. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about vulnerability in the last um, couple of weeks ago. And th- you need those moments You've where... You've been pretty vulnerable today, mate. Yeah. I rate that. Uh, yeah. And, you, and I'm having more of those moments now with my team. Like I'm number uh, 10 here. Leader must be close with subordinates, but not too close. Yeah, that's And that's one one. that I've always found hard because... I kind of I want to be friends with these guys. Oh, I am friends with these guys. Um, we all started the business together. It was small. We had that startup culture. We we're close, and and still are. And however, I'm now kind of coming more to terms with you can have that, but if you're too if you're too much trying to be their friend, if it inhibits your decision making, yeah, it's too close. I'm now finding that like it, as a having. Henry is a really young um, child. I'm not experiencing it yet, but you guys will know that if you try to be too much of a friend to your child and not their parent, 
there can be challenges with that. I think I'm finding that as a leader. Yeah, is that we, can, we can unpack this one on another topic because mm, that's, that's another big topic. Yeah, but you're exactly right. You're it's right. like how honesty. <laughs> not <Yeah>. always. <laughs> no, Especially this time of year. I'm not being honest <laughs> with my kids. Santa's coming to visit. <laughs> <laughs> and people perceive you as the leader of as having everything together and, and especially people see... But we talked about this last week, right? That's bullshit. Yeah. There's no leader I know that's got everything together. They might be able no. to make the best decision under pressure. That doesn't mean they've got everything together. Yeah. And Pip, your, your team don't always see that little actions you're taking. They don't see the challenges you're facing. They don't see the bills that are no. piling up. So, and I'm not deliberately choosing moments of vulnerability, but it's just kind of going, I'm struggling too. Because then I can see their challenges like, and that empathy piece and that like relatability that comes with vulnerability is huge. Where I don't want to have this divide between me and the team where everyone perceives me to be different. But you also need to be a leader and be the one that's kind of setting that direction. And that's probably one of the ones I struggle with the most finding the balance is when do I kind of be strong, set the direction and just go, everything's all right. And when do I go, no, I'm actually, we're struggling a bit because in the past I've had team members that have, when I've said, hey, we're struggling a bit, they've kind of taken a step back and we're in a good position now where a team member that did that has has left. And now when we face challenges and I say we're struggling, people go, hey, what can we do? Whereas if you were going to use vulnerability like you have with or like Jocko has with these 12. So you can be vulnerable, but not, what, weak? Mm. Yeah, not show complete weakness where... I think but is, I think vulnerable and weakness are probably hand in glove. They are. But it's we, taking but, off the armour. Like yeah, vulnerability so, but is... But not too much. This is the thing. This is this dichotomy, yeah? This is... I don't know whether you can, mate. Like, I think we talked during the week that, you know, the, the polar opposites of the same thing exist, in, exist with the same vibration. Um, and I think if you're aiming for something, then you're probably going to get it wrong most of the time. You know, if you want to be vulnerable, we know that being vulnerable opens us up for a lot of things. I don't think you can aim to being vulnerable and watching whether you're weak at the same time. Yeah. Well, if we talk about Conrad's spirit animal, the uh, the butterfly, <laughs> you're a caterpillar, <laughs> you get into your cocoon. Not, not and the you're, peacock. You're in this strong That's kind of protective place. <laughs> in order to become the butterfly, they have to break free and be vulnerable in order to grow and yeah. spread their wings. And they never went into their cocoon with the wings, right? They've never yeah. got to trust. So they be able to think they can fly because you know why they come out of that and they fly straight away. Yeah, and what the fuck taught them? And they just they just trust nature. They just yeah. have trust in it all. Apart from that fat fuck on what's that TV show? That's right, from, it's from ants. I think we'll put that in the uh, show, in the blog. <laughs> that, that'll be me with with my uh, wings. It'd be me, uh, that big uh, fat fucker. Sure will. <laughs> if you think about it, like the strengths we've got as a group recently is that we've we're all okay with being vulnerable. We're in a position we're comfortable with in in, in our breakfast group in this podcast specifically and. That we're not, we're not okay with it, but we we're more comfortable we, with we, it. We still acknowledge it's painful to do because you need that painful. It would yeah. be vulnerable if there wasn't any pain involved in it. Yeah. So yeah, you're well, accept, I think it's pain going through the 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 layer of bullshit you tell yourself. I think once you're there and you can accept that, I don't believe it's vulnerable. I don't think it's uh, painful. I mean, I'm, I don't find it painful 
uh, yeah. talking to you guys about shit that um, I seem to be looping in. Um, I, I, I want to bash myself in the in the in the face up every now and then. I'm fucking here again, but you know, I've chosen to see the silver lining. Whenever I'm revisiting a um, a life lesson, I know that around the corner something great's going to happen, and it's happened around me with other people. Now I've just got to then believe it myself again. And if you think about the activities we do with friends and family, it's we're celebrating life. You get together with family, you might not have seen them for a while, but you just celebrate, you tell stories, you go out partying with your friends, you celebrate birthdays. These are the things you do with people you're close to, yet celebrating wins and kind of doing, like catching up for drinks is something that I don't do very well with my team. Is that, yeah, we train, we train together occasionally, but I'm... But we, we don't celebrate wins. We don't catch up for drinks. We In the last 12 months this year, we haven't done anything that I can remember outside of the gym, mm-hmm. um, outside of the workplace. So my desire to be close with them isn't really being met at the moment in that like, yeah, we're friends and we're, but we have, we don't socialize outside of the, we don't have that relationship. And therefore, and that's possibly because I'm not, I'm too too passive too quiet not vulnerable enough to them that they that we get beneath that layer um, yeah but you've got other demands in your life this year too mate right? of course yeah, we're not going to catch up for beers every night yeah. because I've got a family they've got family they've got stuff going on but you can easily see the workplace is just a place you go to work and then yeah I, I, I don't, don't know. know I think your workplace is not just a place to work people people experience life at your place you know, I yeah. think you know, in my place, at times we could be guilty of getting the work done. But I mean, I'm happy with the environment and the vibe of my office these days. Um, you know, I can't help but think, you know, I, I don't have fucking hanging bars and soft mats because we're we're a business. We you know we've got we were an office where people are going to come and fucking do officey things. Not like what we're in now, right? No, yeah. serious work. Um, but yeah, no. Do you ever find that gets in the way? Like, finance is a very serious business. Do you it ever- has been. It has been. I mean, I've tried to... I hate that fucking word. I, I have done a lot to remove the, sig- the stigma of seriousness. I mean, it does yeah. It does involve a lot of serious conversations without, without a doubt. Of course. Um, but finance is finance, mate. Right? I guess another dichotomy is professional but not cold or, or not unprofessional. No, no, he's talking about not being a cock when you're wearing a suit. Yeah, like being professional, but not being like stuff, stiff, stuff, stiff, stuff, stuff, stiff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind Mate, of. I mean, you're talking to me, right? My growing up, you know, one of my goals was to wear a pinstripe suit and drive a BM, no, drive a Jaguar because I, I like Jags. Um, you couldn't get me loving more what I wear to work these days, and it's a polo shirt, yeah, and fucking whatever color pants I pull out of the wardrobe. Um, because because the individualization we go through to fit into an industry really does my fucking head in. Yeah. And we, on the other end of the spectrum, we find it hard to do serious work because we have such a fun and casual workplace where we're all in active wear, we train all day. When it comes to like delivering content, putting together like like computery office sort of things, we struggle because we don't have a proper office setting We've just got a big gym floor. We train all day. But that's a that's a gym. Yeah, yeah. But the gym is the the front of it. But like, there's still marketing. There's paying bills. There's <coughs> finance. All these things that go on behind the scenes that I do and my kind of um, immediate kind they of. They could happen in your car. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm joking. Maybe you have to have one of these t-shirts with the, like, the printed tie and that on it. Like, but <laughs> you talk about gratitude, right? And I, I, I can honestly tell you, because I get up at 5 o'clock most mornings, if not 4.30 or 5.30. should be 4.30. Well, 4.30 or 5.30, but usually 5. Um, I fucking love the fact I can just grab a shirt and just throw it on and get out the fucking house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I literally am grateful every morning for that fucking fact. I couldn't think of anything worse than wearing a suit. You don't shower? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Pregnant pause. <laughs> Great topic. Yeah, man. Yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Awesome. Uh, Jamie and Hayden. Yeah, fuck you. They get to listen to it. They'll experience it mm. secondhand. Do you reckon they listen to it? I don't Travis, reckon, sorry, I Travis, Travis does. Travis reckon he, do, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Travis doesn't. He's a hippie, mate. He listens to the fucking wind through the trees. The bones. <laughs> the peacocks. <laughs> Who miss out? Thanks, Jack. Like missed a fucking haircut or two lately. I'll give you the big tip. Two. His facial hair's going next level. Imagine being his kid coming out and watching that, catching oh, yeah, yeah, out. I'm heading back in, mama. <laughs> <laughs> guys, i got to go. Love yeah. you guys. Good podcast. Champagne. Yeah, if you guys have enjoyed this... Um, if you particularly enjoy a topic, just let us know. Send us a message. Engage with um, our social media. Sign up at the gym. <laughs> Movement <laughs> code. Movement code. Um, yeah, come down and uh, help us build some ablution blocks. So we can. <laughs> so everybody can have a movement. <laughs> you sign off. Uh, so that was the sign. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye bye. Champagne. Ciao.